right, welcome to episode 216 of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio, he's Ben, and tonight we have a special guest joining us. Ben, who do we have? Yes, this is, a, this is a very special edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Only tonight it is the PC and H Progression Wrestling Podcast because tonight we have my buddy Ash Higgins from college joining us. Ash, how you doing, buddy? I'm great. Um, still unemployed, but, uh, you know, that's why we do podcasts, right? <laughs> yes, well... Uh... <laughs> I, I'm I'm very uh, surprised you're still unemployed, given your uh, given your wide array of skills, which apparently now includes a wrestling podcast. So yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna put that right on the resume after after we're done here. In fact, <laughs> so a- absolutely, feel free to uh, use me as a reference as well. And um, and for. for Obviously, this is your first time on the show, so thanks for uh, joining us. And I figured it would be, I figured it would be a fresh take to uh, have someone on the show who hasn't watched wrestling in a long time, but uh, but just started getting back into it. And uh, now, now that we're uh, now that we're kind of past the Vince McMahon era of things, uh, things should start improving. Rather rapidly, because he sucks. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not just it's not just he's bad at pageantry and bad at showmanship, and thinks the world of himself and always has. It's the fact that he's a morally bankrupt scumbag too. Yeah. Like in wrestling, obviously there's performative there's performative aspects like heel and face and all that, but he's actually a heel in real life, and yeah. it really sucks that he's successful. Now, um, okay, we all in we were all introduced to the Mr. McMahon era, character in 1997, 98. Yeah, but um, oh, on uh, one of the previous episodes, I introduced Ben to the Mr. McMahon character from 1994 when uh, they did their the first invasion angle. Oh yeah, with uh, the USWA. Right, right, yeah. Jeez, yeah. I. I didn't follow that one too close. Well, I only heard about that because I was listening to another podcast and they covered it. And so I went on YouTube and I looked it up and I just uh, watched the whole uh, the whole thing because it was done in different parts. Right. So Ben, what do we have tonight? So, uh, so tonight we have the. Typical uh, week in wrestling, of course, that being uh, Monday Night Raw. Thank God, Elio's good. Elio, do you even want to cover NXT this evening? Because it sucks, and it's getting rebranded starting next week. So do you just want to skip it, or do you want to cover it? uh, We can can skip NXT because, you know what, it really wasn't that great this week. Beautiful. Yeah. I, I, I love it. Nice. <laughs> nice, nice, nice and efficient. So, so then we also have the uh, Dynamite review, and uh, and Ash, uh, I'll be very interested to get your take on that, because to be honest with you, there, there, were, there were parts of it I was watching, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, good God, I hope he doesn't judge me too harshly for watching this. Cause- oh, no. Well, I... <laughs> I've heard so much about Michael Jacob Friedman um, from all the Jewish wrestling fans um, and all the Jews I know actually love wrestling because of Michael Jacob Friedman now. Um, uh, This guy, Josh, I know he started watching it. He's been he's been evangelizing 
about it forever. And uh, Friedman's a really great heel. <laughs> I gotta say, such a dude. Yeah, Batman converted me because I I, I couldn't stand him before because I followed him from Major League Wrestling. Yeah, uh, he was doing the same type of character. He had his own faction called the Dynasty. So I, I was never a fan, and then uh, Ben, ben converted me. Because and now we're both devil worshippers. <laughs> yes, and uh, and if you, if you don't catch that reference, he um he calls he, himself the devil. Yeah, yeah well, he, and that's that's like, and one of the things that he does is a like he he actually has a real Jewish identity. When he refers to himself as the devil, he's actually subverting a very very old anti-Semitic trope. Um, you know, and a lot of the stuff, like it's very, it's very, it's very plugged into Jewishness and Judaism. Um, and I love the fact that he's a heel to everyone, but especially Nazis online. Um, that's really fun for me. (laughs) Some guy was like, I'll wrestle you, I'll wear a swastika. And he's like, I would love to see a Jew beat the guy wearing a swastika. (laughs) I saw that. I didn't read the article, but I saw that headline. Yeah, you saw the tweet, and it was just yeah, yeah. And it's some. It's like a. It's like an American politician because (laughs) you know that's that's where we're at right now um, in terms of like our our politicians are are just as over the top as wrestlers, and actually our wrestlers kind of look like normal people now. Um, well, yeah, and uh, you know, if 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 you're talking about the political landscape, that's an entirely different uh, conversation. And typically- not as much as you think. Marjorie Taylor Greene was cheating on her husband with a guy that dresses like Zangief from Street Fighter Two. So, so, not even uh, kidding. There's a picture of him dressed as Zangief, best hair and everything. Well, that's so. that's not something I want to envision. Nope, nope, nope. Me neither. <laughs> Because I, I don't I don't know maybe it's because I'm straight but I just man and chest hair don't mix for me so I don't know. You watch All wrestling, right. so <laughs> come on now. Well, that that is that is a very good point. But before we get before we get too far off base, let's let's finish what uh, what we're going to cover and then we'll jump into the. Uh, Monday Night Raw review. So in addition to Dynamite and Raw, obviously we have um, Friday Night Smackdown. And uh, and don't worry, um, Ash, I realized you uh, forgot to watch it, but actually that doesn't really hurt us too much because um, plans were drastically altered for both Smackdown and, and Dynamite because of uh, Hurricane Ian. So you're, you're pretty much in the same boat as us, so no worries there. Well, good. And uh, also, sorry, going back to AEW, next week they're doing Battle of the Belts right after Rampage. Two hours, no, uh, yeah, two hours, I believe, right? Yeah, so it's going to be like a three-hour thing. I I want to I say they're doing Battle of the Belts first and then Rampage. No, 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 they're doing uh, the other way around. Rampage and then Battle of the Belts. Oh, so, so it's like 10 to 1 or something? Something like that. <laughs> uh, okay, well, we're going to be up late that night then. But, um, yeah, let's uh, let's jump in uh, right into uh, Monday Night Raw. And, um, Ash, I, I realize you didn't watch, uh, watch that because um, I got in touch with you after that. But if you, uh, you know, if you um, want to add any comments based on whatever you, you hear, you're more than welcome to do so. And then... And then look up the summary. That was the 29th, right? Uh, 
Let me, I believe so. Let me look. Or 28. That was, that was the 26th. Ah. 26th, yeah. Right. So, um. Sorry, Ben, what are you going to do? If I'm doing Raw, what do you, do you want to do Dynamite and I can do SmackDown? Absolutely. We'll do do it that way. And then uh, we'll do uh, SummerSlam afterwards, after everything else. Yes. Uh, and um, and Ash, remind me, did you uh, did you have a chance to watch uh, SummerSlam '94? Uh, no, I didn't. My bad. Okay, well, um, we'll just we'll just go through through some of that, and um, and you you might re- you might remember some of these guys because if you watched wrestling as a kid, then this should be uh, right up your right up your alley as well. So, and then uh, at the end, we all we have um. Wrestling roulette, and we have uh, the greatest rivalry tournament. Very good. That's the one that I were. I yeah, this was with. this was about SummerSlam '94. Was was when I was really really watching it though, so I can I can definitely talk to all this at least. All right. So our greatest rivalry tournament. That's when I decided to move from TikTok and just do it on this show tonight. Because yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know about you guys, but I'm. I'm kind of becoming like anti-social media, like I, I just, it, I especially like TikTok and Twitter. Dude, every every time I open that stupid app, if there's some video about politics or whatever, I, I don't want to hear anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, trust me, yeah. we 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 get plenty of that on our TV screens. It's like just stop. Yeah. So um. So, uh, Elio, why don't you get us started with the um, with the Monday Night Raw review? All right, highs and low points for that. Uh, Monday Night Raw. This should be an easy one because this was a fun show. And I'll start with the high points. I went with Bianca Belair, Io Sky, Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio. I've got Kevin Owens and Johnny Gargano versus Alpha Academy. Uh, Candice LeRae, it was cool seeing Candice LeRae make her return, so I gave yeah. that part a high point. Uh, Sami Zayn and AJ Styles and Damian Priest and Matt Riddle. Oh, well, you were, you were, uh, quite the large fan of, uh, <laughs> of Monday It was Night a Raw. fun show. Wait, wait, what do you have? Yeah, um. Or do you want me well, to do my, I can do my low points, uh, and then yeah. I'll throw it yeah. to you. Uh, absolutely. Got it. So, low points, I really only have one. Omos versus those two uh, local talent, I guess. I, I took the yeah. names down because Greg Lester and Joey Gibson. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't know what they're doing with Omos. I don't, I don't even know why he's on the screen. Yeah, you know what? I've, I've given up on that. Uh, like, uh, Omos is just taking up space. And especially now that Braun Strowman is back. Uh, oh, Omos and Braun Strowman, that would be painful. Yeah, Ash, just just for sh- uh, shits and giggles, if you have your uh, your um, your research in front of you yeah. and you want to pull some of this up, look up uh, look up WWE Omos. It's O M O S. It's just he's gar- he's a gargantuan Niger- Nigerian wrestler, and he's like he sucks. <laughs> He does. He he is terrible. 
you 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 go into the show every week hoping that okay he might he might improve he does he's not improved that one bit i don't think he's even trying so do you, um, mvp can save him oh my god see <laughs> jesus he's seven three <laughs> wow and 403 pounds yeah, so, oh my god <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Was Andre the Giant really all that skilled? No. No. Like, it was a size thing. But, but, but he was way better than Omos. And uh, freaking, Ben, we've talked about this. Undertaker's uh, freaking comparison to Andre the Giant. How do you call Omos the next, the, the next mm-hmm. Andre the Giant? Because yeah, he's well, a giant. That's, that's, that's it. <laughs> yes, well... Like, I mean, I haven't seen Omos, like, on screen, but Andre the Giant was a charisma machine, though. And Undertaker Undertaker compared this guy to Andre. No! Yeah, no. Uh, (laughs) That's just... You got to be the total package. I mean, mean, I'm sure that, you know, like, you know, Omos has the Andre the Giant thing where, like, he like makes like a forty ounce look like a twenty ounce because he's just such a huge person. Um, yeah. And when I was uh, when I was doing research on Omos when he first came into the company, uh, Higgins, you'll appreciate this. He actually played basketball at um, at Morgan at uh, Morgan State. Oh. Oh, uh, wait a minute. What's his real name? Jordan something? Jordan Omo. Tulupe. Tulupe Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I'll be damned. That, ex- that explains. That explains. Yeah, it was at uh, University of South Florida and Morgan State. Yeah. And, and so a uh, small world um, for us, you know, being our We understand state. the gravity of the state of Maryland can never be underestimated. Why? Sorry, I have a cat. They're very, they have opinions about wrestling. Too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure cause my uh, niece has just got a cat. So <laughs> I, my cat has opinions about wrestling, science fiction, foreign policy, and cyber warfare. In that uh, order. Oh, God, God, oh, we oh, need, wow. we need, we need to get, uh, we need to get rugby on the show. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, she doesn't speak English, so. Oh, She's right God. here. She should probably say something soon enough. Well, neither neither does Charlie, and uh, Charlie's my pug. No, who, who, who at this point is thirteen and a half, but he's made several appearances on the show in the, in the four year history of it. Jesus, that's an old dog. <laughs> yes, 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 it is. But that's like that's what seventy in dog years. Uh. Well, actually, I don't know what the I don't know what the metrics are for seven for, to one. Oh, so that's like uh, thirteen times seven, so very old. Let me do the uh, quick calculations there. I I don't know what that is. Oh, ninety one. Uh, yeah, you Methuselah over God. there. Oh God! All right, so Ben, what do you got for your high point low points? So high point and low points, I had, uh, you know, I would give it to Bianca, but I, I just, I can't. And, and the reason, the reason why is like, I love Bianca Belair, 
But something about this this current face front is not connecting with me. Can, um, I, can, I, can I just say before you go on? Yeah. I hate wrestling fans. Some of the, <laughs> no, 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 no. We, remember no, the that, worst part about anything is the fans. Now remember we had uh, we had that one person they called all wrestling fans stupid. Yes. When I call the wrestling fans stupid, it's because some of the stupid things they actually say. Some person commented, "You know what would be cool if a fan ran in and cut Bianca's hair off with a pair of scissors." Uh, no, no, that's not. That wouldn't be cool at all. No. Oh my. God. That would that would be assault. I would um, seriously like. What is wrong with fans? Well, and I mean, and that's like, you know, you get you get into like, I mean, especially now, like just looking at just watching from watching AEW this week, wrestling's more diverse than it's ever been. And I'm sorry, if you have a problem with that, you know, fuck off. <laughs> like for real. You yeah. know, like I in all entertainments, you know, I I grew up in a world of many peoples in many languages. I served in the I was in the I was in the United States Army for a while. You know, I did some active duty time. It's one of the most diverse organizations I've ever worked with. And I like seeing that reflected in, in reality. You know, someone's like, why is there a black woman on Discovery? Because it's the future. <laughs> yes. There's a black woman on the first Star Trek in 65. And, um, and, and, and to, to your point, uh, each. Um, I, I call you H because we because we go back. I'm not just calling you random names, ladies and gentlemen. Oh we no, H is fine because that's where Ash comes from. I'll explain that later. Okay, uh, Ben, we're gonna be going into commercial soon. I know yeah. our producer's got issues. Yes, and what is um, wrong with him? And, uh, <laughs> Ash, hang hang on with us for one second, buddy. Um, we're gonna we're actually gonna log out here. If you could just uh, log back in with the same info. Okay. Uh, that you have, we, we we're on this forty-minute Zoom thing, and so uh, when we run out of time, we just have to log back in. Okay. Okay. Right. So we'll be right back, folks. So so yes, unfortunately, I have to give EOS guy and Bianca Belair a, a low point to disagree right. with with Elio. Right. What the hell? Oh, I figured out what that noise was. It was my phone. I, I hit something. Okay. Anyway. Um but yeah, high points definitely Seth Rollins and uh Rey Mysterio. Yep. That was awesome. And also I love Kevin Owens nowadays. I just I yeah. I'm not I'm not even embarrassed to say I have a man crush on Kevin <laughs> Owens. <laughs> All right. <laughs> his, his his work is just beautiful to hold. Yep. Especially Especially in this version, under Triple H's uh, umbrella, I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, <laughs> so, so just just because this is hilarious, obviously this is not a high point. But uh, the review that I'm looking at, remember how you had the names of Omos's opponents? Yeah. Well, well, um, the review that I'm looking at has been labeled as hollow notes. <laughs> that's <pretty laughs> what? That, that's pretty hilarious. Okay. Um, Mysterio's then, like a classic luchador too, so it's like he's always going to bring the A game. Yes, and um, 
And I'll tell you what, Mysterio, anytime Rey Mysterio's name pops up, it's going to be a high point for me because um, because he's just my all-time favorite uh, wrestler. Now, yeah, now, he started in ECW. My man, there you go. Yeah. That's, like that um, was like that, like it was like ECW and WCW were like the two big competing firms for a while. And like uh, yes. And the one time the WWF lost the lawsuit was to the World Wildlife Federation. And that's when they had to become the WCW and the WWE. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's that's hilarious. And um and since you're new to uh to the to the wrestling game, if I could um if I could offer a uh, a match to watch, one of my all time personal favorites is uh, Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero from Halloween Havoc '97. I mean, it it's tis the season, right? Yes, and um, and so if if you're into if you're into it, uh, if you're interested in checking that out, that that's oh, a shit. This is the purple outfit too. Yeah. Yeah. The, nice. That's a that's a very good place to start. Um, so high points and low points. I I was a little bit um, I was a little bit less generous than Elio, but still still gave you a perfectly good uh, synopsis of Monday Night Raw. And now we will um, we will jump into. Oh, do you have any side notes? What what do you mean, do you mean side notes? Like anything like. Uh... Because I, the one the one I had was the Austin Theory uh, Alpha Academy when uh, Braun Strowman called Austin Theory on his phone. Oh, the, that the, way, was, the way Chad Gable played it off. That was hilarious. Cheers, <laughs> please. And actually, did you um, did you see um, Chad Gable's response on Twitter? Because apparently, him and Braun Strowman have a lot of history. Oh, which which I didn't know about. Okay, what? Well, I don't know exactly what the history is, but he. No, no. What did he say? He posted all these all these clips of him and Braun Strowman. Oh, okay. Like from the past, and it was just like you 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 forget the fact that we have history. So that was it was just kind of cool. Oh, okay. All right, cool. So apparently, they had more reason for this feud than I thought they did. All right, so me, but nonetheless. So is that all we have for Rob? Absolutely. All right, we are not doing NXT this week, so we're going to move right into AEW Dynamite. And um, and Ash, I know, I know you uh, you watched this. What what were your thoughts on uh, on your introduction to AEW for this show? Well, you were. I agree with uh, that one tweet you made about um, the the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah, uh, that was stupid and annoying. And it's like I get, I get it. Like you know, like they have to, sh- their heels, and they have to show up and talk shit. But it's like, you know, you get no pizza. And I'm like, first of all, if you're gonna talk shit to the good people of Philadelphia, you have to, you have to say, you have to pick like some other cheesesteak place that's not one of the two big rivals, <laughs> and talk shit about the Eagles, and say something about how the city of brotherly love is gay and they'll just be really mad at you like this yeah. is just this was just like the this was the most lame trash talk ever it was like i i feel ashamed if someone bullied me like that you know i'm like i feel bad for you 
Uh, but, <laughs> well, I, I I agree, and and this was this was the one segment of the evening where I was like, oh god. Yeah. I, 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 I tell I, you though, I, it was it did segue into something interesting where it was sports entertainer versus professional wrestler. No, I'm tired. I'm tired of that whole. I thing. hadn't. I hadn't. This is my first time encountering it, so I think I think that's an interesting thing. But if they've been doing it for a while, I could see how it get tiresome. Yeah. Like, well, especially well, he, Joko. Joko just like uh, repeats the same stuff. Like, he invents himself, reinvents himself. Like how many times? Like, not, uh, he, not He's the king of reinvention, but he always manages to say the same things. Yeah, that's what I mean. It gets stale after a while. Yeah. But uh, you know, I've always been a Chris Jericho guy, but this this particular segment, especially with. Luigi the pizza man or whatever the hell. Now, do you know do you know the story of that guy? No. Alright, so apparently he's an indie wrestler. You know when he was flipping all the pizza and we flipping the pizza? He does that while he wrestles. And he was showing he was also on Fox, so where he was showing how, how he does that. Uh, well, I, I, hate, I hate to say this, but I really don't care. I'm, I'm just, saying, I'm saying that's the story behind uh, the pizza guy or whatever. Yeah, well, he's, an, he's an indie wrestler. Some things shouldn't make TV, and that's definitely one of exactly. them. Exactly. So, and okay, I'm gonna say this. Anna J is getting on my nerves. Why is Anna J getting on your nerves? Her promos are terrible. Did you hear her on a Monday on a Wednesday? Uh, no, I, no, I must have, uh, I must have zoned out for that particular or, segment. Or in the past, uh, you like, I'm gonna choke you out, I'm gonna choke you out, I'm gonna choke you out. Yeah, that, yeah, well, she just needs to, she just needs mic time and stuff like that. Um, but really, the only, the only high point that I had were, was, um, Bandito versus Chris Jericho in the main event. The re- the rest of it, arguably, that's arguably the only high point I have. Point. Yeah, that's the only high point I have. Now, granted, I I understand that um, the show had to be probably drastically rewritten because of um, lack of talent availability due to um, Hurricane Ian. And um, in all seriousness, I've been watching some of this Hurricane Ian stuff, and it's just absolutely, absolutely terrible. So, um, you know, I I do understand that some things are bigger than wrestling, which is why I'm not prepared to uh, eviscerate either AEW or uh, WWE on Friday night for, for their edition of SmackDown. Um, but other than that, it, I you know there there really wasn't the high point. Um, the other piece of news, Elio, that I specifically want to ask you about. Apparently, there's a big pu- now. I understand the big push to sign Bandito after his performance against Jericho because that was awesome. Um, but apparently, there's also a big push to sign um, uh, Juice Robinson as well. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I've, I've never been much of a Juice Robinson guy. Maybe I just don't find him that juicy. I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess uh, he's, I guess he's uh, much happier now that he that he's working for the same company as his wife. 
I mean, I got to tell you, when I first saw Juice Robinson, I'm like, Steve Buscemi and Bobcat Goldthwait had a kid. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Like, and, and the thing is that, like, and then he's got, like, he's got, like, that really, he's got a very distinctive voice, to say the least. Yeah. Um, he definitely, he definitely has, like, that, that 90s rap metal lead singer style voice. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, oh, man, Chester Bennington Light over here. And he looks like it too, and I'm just like, ah. well, actually, I, actually, you know what? Lincoln Park is literally probably tied for my all-time favorite band. It's it, it's it's them and Nine Inch Nails. I can't really differentiate a one and two. Moment of silence, of course, for Mr. Chester Bennington. Absolutely, on too soon. Um. But I, I just, I just kind of, that kind of struck me as like, well, wh- why? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, um, it's one of those things where it, it's very hard to comment on outside of saying that it, it was sad. Now, now a younger version of me would have, would have had something a little, a little bit spicier to say. But um, having had experience in the uh, in the suicide department on a personal level, I I no longer say anything um, that could be misconstrued because um, I I understand that pain and um, and I I don't want anybody that I've been around to go through it again. So um, you know who who am I to judge him? He. He might have been in uh, terrible pain based off past experiences that he had. So I can't really say anything negative. Oh, I do think that a suicide department would definitely be a shitty, edgy WWF uh, team in like 2002, though. <laughs> yes. And, and actually, and actually, I believe, uh, Elio, didn't they, didn't they do a suicide angle with Hawk off the Titan Tron one time? That was in 1998. Yeah. Yeah, and that was um that was absolutely terrible. Um. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Suicide in professional wrestling don't mix. Just, just actually, as, unfortunately, they do a little bit too much. Uh. Well, That's kind yeah, of a problem, yeah. but uh. Yes. In, in we'll have a very special. We'll have a very special episode another time. <laughs> yes, and and obviously you're you're more than welcome to come on the show. And, and I'm not guys. I'm not laughing because suicide is funny. I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. Uh, just so we're clear. Yes. Um, what? All right, come here. Say hello. And of course, rugby also has thoughts on it because she was a street cat. She lost a lot of friends. Yes. And. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than other than that one high point, I, I would say uh, largely this was a miss episode of um, of AEW Dynamite. Uh, Elio, did you have any uh, further thoughts? I just had the Jericho and uh, Bandito and everything was uh, it was was just a low point for me. Like even that Soraya um, promo that she cut. Oh, God. And that's another thing. Okay. Again, this is why I hate wrestling fans on TikTok. Because some some idiot made a video and he decided to call the entire AEW women's locker room losers. 
Well, no, I, I don't think that's accurate. I think the way that their book makes them look like that. In but he, certain... didn't, he didn't see that. He's like, then we have the, the, the other, the heel losers coming out. But, but actually, to me, that makes no sense because the WWE uh, women are are booked as much larger losers than the AEW side of things. So I don't know where that um I don't yeah. know where that complaint's coming from. And then, 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 then yeah, the, because they're women, guys. Like, let's let's not let's not like you know, like guys just spend a lot of time being pissed off at women, like it's their hobby, you know, rather than actually enjoying wrestling. That's what the fuck they do. Yeah, and then uh, when uh, when everyone all when everyone uh, went after him for a stupid opinion, and uh, he he got all mad. And he tried to like uh, back up his argument. I'm like, just stop. Just uh, shut up and sit down and we'll enjoy wrestling for once. Yes. Well, I agree. And, you know, I think this gets back to what I was saying about, um, you know, social media. And I bring that up, especially with Paige, because she's been uh, rigged over the coals in, in, the, in the past of social media uh, based off some of uh, the decisions and. Uh, different things that sh- she has uh, engaged in, um, but um, but it gets it gets to the point where if you're still bashing somebody for the st- decisions that they made in the past when a crime was not committed, it's like shut the fuck up. Yeah, you know it's like it's like you know. But let's let's open up your closet and see and see what skeletons we can dig out of there. You're right. you're you're gonna. Well, you're and gonna... I'm I'm not familiar. What happened? Did she like wear Jenko jeans in the '90s? Because we all did. Um. Well, no. She. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I did too. Yeah. Um, see. Well, it's like it's like it's like five. Th- it's like it's like that's enough fabric in a pair of Jenko jeans to clothe like you know a, a small family. Yeah, I'm yes. ashamed. It was wasteful. Yes, and on top on t- on top of wearing Django jeans, I drank Surge too. So, yeah. Uh, see, I never I never went down that darker path. My <laughs> loyal to Mountain Dew, and still am. Well, actually, I um, that's actually my favorite soda. So no wonder why we're friends. Yeah. Um, see, obviously, but, the best Mountain Dew is Mango Heat. I actually, you know, I've never I've never tried that. I mean, I just like I just like spicy soft drinks. Like if it, if it's like a it's if it's like a fizzy soft drink and it's like got like you know habanero in it, I'm I'm there. I don't know um, why. <laughs> so so um, I'll I'll tell you a story uh, real quick. We um I know we're kind of getting off, but uh, Ash and I haven't seen each other in a while, so it's kind of cool to catch up. Um, but I'll tell you a story. So back in like high school, um. In my Spanish class, we had we had this one day where our our teacher brought a bunch of spices in, right? And I can't remember the name of the spice to save my life, but nobody else would touch it because it was the hottest one in the room. And I don't know what possessed me to be the one to volunteer to uh, to ingest this lethal substance. <laughs> But I mean, I was I was drinking milk and Gatorade for the rest of the goddamn day. I mean, it was it was just absolutely uh, painful. Yeah, so, um, that's before you knew that you're supposed to drink milk. Exactly. Yeah. So 
So I was just, I was in some pain, and I think I think that's why I'm uh, generally turned off on spices these days. But um, no, so so getting back over what uh, your question was, the fans issue with Paige, um, she um, she had a, a sex tape uh, get leaked a, a number of years ago. Um, so. Um, so she was getting she was getting all sorts of uh, online bashing for that, um, be, because because I guess people um, I, you know I always find it funny when people get bashed for having sex tapes because it's like I'm not saying everybody has a sex tape but it, like sex is just part of it you know what i mean and if if yeah. if, if, if something well, it's only women too like if a guy has a sex tape first of all no one cares i can release a sex tape tomorrow it wouldn't be <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah, but, but, if I, but the woman i the woman i was with in the sex tape would be like you know brought before congress to testify uh yes exactly so um people people are still uh on her for that which i which i have no idea why because you know if 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 a guy was doing it in, in his bedroom it would be considered a conquest but that's just me no it's uh, a double standards and she's five eight how can you be mean to someone who's five eight <laughs> well well that's my size too so yeah see so i mean just <laughs> That was what that was what I noticed. Was like when she was speaking, I was like, "She looks a little bit shorter than your average wrestler," and I was correct. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I I don't know, but but to your point, Elio, the um, she was a bit uh, she was a bit out of practice with that one promo because they didn't it didn't come. As an excuse, it doesn't matter. That she was uh, she was nervous. She's done promos before, though. Uh, oh. Oh, Brett Baker, your name rhymes with shit. <laughs> what? And then the commentator's like, uh... <laughs> there was like this dramatic pause. Like, they had no idea what to say. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely an off day. Um, yeah. But, um... But Ash, in terms of in terms of that being your uh, reintroduction to wrestling, um, what did you, what did you think about some of what you saw? I mean, I think I, it, it, you know, some of the wrestling was good. I think the um, I liked uh, I liked Wheeler as a character. I think he's I think he's cool. I think he's a good contrast for uh, Friedman. Um, so that's going to be a fun match to watch. Thing uh, is, thing is, they have nothing to do with each other though. I mean, I thought that they were gonna. I thought that they had a match next this week. I know it's next week. I think. They have they have one scheduled for next week based off of what you saw on Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I what's the uh, the the lady in the red and black who was fighting the professor? Tony uh, Tony Storm. Yeah, that's Juice Robinson's wife. Yes. Yes. Um, oh wow! I. Yeah. Not gonna talk shit about Juice Robinson because his wife is <laughs> way, way more attractive than he is. It's just it's the balance of it, you know. It's like uh it's like uh, that's like the 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 chocolate covered raisins. Like one of you is the chocolate and the other is the raisin. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um well he uh 
he definitely married um, well above his um, pay grade, in my opinion. But but then, but then again, don't we all wish we could marry above our yeah. pay grade? That is true. Yeah, but she also like she's also like compared to everybody out compared to all the other women. It's like it's like here's the rest of the Avengers and here's She Hulk. You know, it's like he's like <laughs> a, foot, a foot taller than everybody and like got like twenty pounds and everybody. Like I'm like, well, psh. what? Right? Oh, oh, you're saying it's oh yeah, guys, I gotta go. It's about my time. Ah, uh, okay. Um. um if you see me, if you see me in a for in a in a marine on the news, uh, rest assured they started it. Okay, <laughs> very, very good, and uh, thank you for. Yes, uh, thank you, guys. Uh, take care. All right. Cool. Uh, and I will maybe we'll do it again next week if I just um just like I'll do an hour. Maybe I'll just watch like Monday and Wednesday. Okay. All right. We, I can do that. All right. That's cool. Ladies, guys. All right. And so um, right. we certainly appreciate uh, Ash for joining us. For uh, I'm sorry we got off, we got off track a little bit there, but um, as I was saying, uh, we hadn't seen each other in a while, and it was just kind of cool to uh, to reconnect. So uh, it's okay. We're gonna do a 24 hour marathon show. No, no, no. Oh no, sorry. Hold on, I'm just getting a message from my producer. Nope, it's not 24. It's gonna be 48 hours. Uh, well, um, well, well, if that were the case, I would have no problem uh, t- taking uh, taking our producer into the back room and kicking their ass like APA. Uh, Arden? So Arden? That's, not, that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, but um, but did you have anything else to add for Dynamite before we move on? Nope. Okay. So. Th- the rest of the show will uh, will proceed as normal. Um, I just um, it was really cool for me to uh, to hang out with him. And uh, if um, if next week works out for him, um, would you, uh, Elio? Would you be opposed to him coming back on the show? Sure, he, he sure can come back. Cool. Um, and uh, and I will um, I will push him to watch that Rey Mysterio versus uh, Eddie Guerrero match because that's well that's just fucking awesome. But moving on, that's too bad though that uh, he had to leave because um, he could have done wrestling that I had planned out for you versus him. Yes, well, um, and and hopefully, um, and he he was very apologetic to, to me off the air. It was just something that. Um, that had come up and it was a friend that he hadn't seen in a very long time. So, um, so he can, uh, hopefully next, uh, next week, next Saturday, uh, he can, uh, come back on and join us for the entire, um, entire show. But in a way this, it was good because, you know, got his, got his feet wet and hadn't been familiar with, uh, with wrestling for quite a while, um, prior to, uh, Prior to me asking uh, him to come back on, so good stuff. Are we doing um, a show next Saturday? Um, I thought we were. Yeah, look. next Saturday is Extreme Rules. Um, I don't have a problem with. Uh, actually, you know what? We'll do it. We'll do it on. Uh, we'll do it on Tuesday. I'll see if he's available for Tuesday. Yeah, because I. All right. Yeah. 
we'll do um so it'll be um we'll do this show and then we'll, we'll have Tuesday for the pre-show and then Tuesday for the post-show. How about that? All right. I'm cool. saying about I'm saying about you because I know you don't like uh, doing the late shows, which I don't either. Well, yeah, but um, I'll see if he's available for Tuesday. But moving on, um, let's move on to our SmackDown section of the review. And I, do you want to take that or should I? I do SmackDown. Um, I really only have one high point. And that is? Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa versus Matt Cat Moss and Ricochet. Yeah, I, I would agree. And then I, the other thing that I really, really liked um, was the uh, was the uh, carrying cross uh, video package? Yep, that was really good. Um, the rest of the show, I believe, um, was a victim of uh, of um, just scrambling to plan something um, because of uh, Hurricane, and they had a lot of. Um, they had a lot of raw superstars on the show yeah. uh, to compensate. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, go on. Which, which in and of itself isn't a problem. Um, but, but then again, I'm not, I'm not really interested in, uh, in, um, in a lot of this. Like for, for instance, um, the, the first, the first low point I had was, um, Hit Row versus Los Lotharios. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you, but Hit Row just isn't fucking landing for me at no, all. No. Um, and then uh, Natalia versus Ronda Rousey. I only have one question. Sure. Why? <laughs> although, although, yeah. I do have a side note. See, side notes are little things that you, we notice during the show, throughout the show, that, that we don't call them a high point or low point. We just put them to the side. Absolutely. Go ahead. So, so I, my side note is the pull apart between Ronda Rousey and uh, Luke Morgan. Yeah, that that was that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, see, the the issue the issue that I have with that match is. And it it was the same issue that I had the the first time they fought, and and I was kind of proven right because you can't have you can't have Liv Morgan beat Ronda Rousey realistically without some buffoonery and bullshittery going on, and um, logically. Um, Logically, my thought process is, well, obviously now, uh, you know, Liv Morgan would have to drop the title because in this kind of situation, with with an Extreme Rules match and Ronda Rousey being who she is, she's Ronda fucking Rousey, um, you know, I just don't see her losing in this scenario. But, but also on top of that, and, and we've talked about this um, since uh, Liv Morgan won the title. Um, the way that she was booked going into um, going into winning the title um, at Summers, I, be- I believe it was at Money in the Bank, not SummerSlam, excuse me, Money in the Bank. Um, uh, you know, 
the way that you was both going into that was just um very confusing and very weird and then like after she, after she won um it was like she was cutting promos um that were like you know you're gonna have to pry this t- title from my cold dead hands and then she taps out on her first title defense and only only retained it because the ref didn't see the tap so just from the get-go, um, you know, Liv Morgan hasn't been set up very well, um, and I, I think, I, I think at this point, it's just, um, you know, Extreme Rules is looking like a light, like a likely ending point for her run, which, which isn't necessarily fair to her because she didn't do anything wrong. She was just kind of set up wrong to start her reign to begin with. Um, but, um, our, uh, executive producer was mad at me from my earlier comment and is now signaling that we have to go to commercial in a rather urgent fashion. So, um, to avoid getting canceled, I'm going to, um, I'm going to jump off and we'll jump right back on. Elio, I'll be right back. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're back after a brief, uh, after a brief pause. Um, so... I actually, um, between breaks, I, I did find another high point. I really liked the um, the face-off between Sheamus and um, Imperium. I wasn't sure how this was going to go based on the fact that um, Butch and um, uh, Butch and Ridge Holland were not there due to travel issues related to the hurricane. Um, but um, but Sheamus pulled her off fantastically, uh, bringing the shillelagh with him as an equalizer. And um, a lot of the time, weapons are overused, especially like in in segments. I'm not talking about like gimmick matches where that's where they're intended to be, but like in in like brawls and stuff, I feel like sometimes weapons are overused. But but in this case, where Sheamus was. Um, so clearly outnumbered. I really enjoyed the um, the face off, and at first I was kind of like confused as to why um, uh, Walter, I shall not call him Gunther, uh, was was wasn't uh, defending the Intercontinental Title at Extreme Rules, but um, but it turns out that he's defending the belt uh, next week on SmackDown. And um, that might work out better for them because I feel like um, I feel like um, Extreme Rules has uh, it's so stacked, number one, but two it's like this card for the first time in forever is genuinely tailored toward its name and with it being Extreme Rules, I mean we got the the pit fight, we got the pit fight match, um, or the the, the pit fight, no, the, the fight, fight pit the fight pit match, and um, and all these other uh gimmick matches like the strap match and so on and so forth. So this this match between um Sheamus and uh, I shall not call him Gunther, uh, um, didn't necessarily need to be on this card. 
No, no, the uh, Imperium and uh, Bon Bruce are going to have a match at Extreme Rules. Right. So, so given that, I feel like I feel like uh, this Intercontinental title match doesn't really need a a stipulation. It just needs to be what it's going to be with the two guys kicking the shit out of each other. Um, so that worked out well. Um, but that was the la- that was the last um, high point that I had. Okay. And then, uh, and then low points. Um, Billy and Shotzi definitely were um, were low points. I don't know what's going on with uh, Shotzi Blackheart these days. As I mentioned earlier, Hit Row and Top Dollar was a, was a low point. Um, and. Um, and yeah, that's all I had for uh, for low points as well. Um, Ellie, if you have anything to add, for okay, so for high points, I for low points, um, not really. I just had a McIntyre, Austin Theory, and Los Lotharios hit row and Italian Ronda Rousey. Very good. All right, so that is that's it for the weekend wrestling. Now it's on to the fun stuff. Yeah, uh, you want to start with the SummerSlam 94? Uh, yeah, uh, you know what? We'll be back shortly. I'm just going to pull up the card here. Okay. All right. So it is time for our retro review of SummerSlam 94. Ben, <laughs> 94. Um, 94 was a weird year. Yeah, I was, well, considering I was six years old. Um, but, um, yeah, I actually, you know what, I got to be honest with you. By and large, I really enjoyed this card. I thought it was very, very good. All right. Um, now, ha, now, I'm going to do low points first because that's just that's easier to pick out because they're so obvious. Oh, okay. At least in my opinion. I'll, I'll be interested to see what you think. Um, but the first low point was um, – was Bam Bam Bigelow uh, and IRS versus the Head Shrinkers? Terrible. And I really pay attention because that's only the beginning. Yeah. Of the Million Dollar Corporation. Go on. Um, the, the second one was, um, I hate to, I hate to do this, but I have to. I, I Maybe it's just because I didn't get it. But um, Bull Nakano versus Alondra Blaze. Uh, that that wasn't uh, a, a very good match. And um, and then also um, there was there was one other one. Hold on, Jeff Jarrett and Mabel. Yes, yes, thank you. Uh, and I'm like, why? I, I mean, I, I was literally trying to figure out why this match was taking place. Yep. And it's such a, outside of that, it's just such an oddball match. I, you know, I, I don't know, but I, I mean, it was like, why? Now, let's go through these ratings. So there was one dark match before the event. There was Adam Bob and Quang, which got, uh, which was split between, Zero stars and two stars. <laughs> well, obviously I wouldn't have seen the match, but based, no, based no, on... back back then uh, they used to have it on. They, they used to have like these SummerSlam spectaculars, which were their kickoff shows. Yeah, so it would have been a 
either on there or yeah, it would have been on there. Yeah. All right. So the first match was Bam Bam Bigelow IRS versus the Head Shrinkers. What do you give this one out of five? Uh, one. Sixty-two percent gave it a three star. Okay, well, clearly they were smoking some good shit back in 94. I don't know, but... And then we had Alundra Blaze and Bonacano. What do we have here for this match? I'll give it a two. All right, so it is split between four star and three stars. What the fuck? (laughs) Now, next, we have the Intercontinental Championship. Champion Diesel defending against Razor Ramon. What do you have? That was a high point. Um, quite frankly, um, I would I would give that four. And forty seven percent gave it a three star. Yeah. All right. Then we have now Lex Luger versus Tatanka. Now, explain uh, what you saw at the end of this match. So, so leading up to this, um. Tatanka was really going after um, Lex because they were trying to set it up like Lex was going to join the um, the corporation, but um, it, it ended up being a swerve, and that Tatanka was the one that uh, betrayed um, Luger at the end of the match by attacking him and joining up with uh, Ted DiBiase. And the Million Dollar Corporation. See, now you understand uh, what happened at, in, in January beginning of the Royal Rumble. I told you to pay attention because uh, this is the whole story. That's how you build a story. Yeah, and you know what? It's, it's a real... Sh- I, I would still say that Tatanka is a weird choice um, <laughs> yeah. uh, with which to um, execute this storyline. Yeah. I do think that that's a fair criticism, but... The way that that unfolded, it turned out much better than I had than I had anticipated. Giving the players involved. Now, what do you give the match itself? Um, I I would give that match a, a three. Oh, eighty-one percent give it a two. Just okay. Out. Oh, King Mabel. Uh, yeah, no, just Mabel and Jeff Jarrett. And what do you have for this one? Uh, uh, one. 71% gave it a two. Oh my god. Then we had the steel cage match. Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. That was as close to a five star as I've ever seen. Now that ben, was very, very good. Now Ben, 74% gave it a five star. A- Absolutely. I agree. Alright, here's the main event. Undertaker versus Undertaker. <laughs> See, but okay. Before we get into before we get into that, can I just ask you a question? Okay. Why do you think um, that the cage match between the Hearts wasn't the main event, considering one the feud and two the fact that it was actually a championship match? Because the summer of '94. 1994 altogether was the search for the Undertaker. That was the big story in '94. Well, I mean, con- con- considering 
considering how uh, The Undertaker versus The Undertaker uh, turned out. That was so uh, stupid. I would say it was a grave mistake not to end the pay-per-view with the Hart Brothers Cage match. And I'll tell you what, okay, give me your ratings for this match. Um, one. That's exactly what 50% gave it, a one star. It, it, it was terrible. And oh. it, because, because to your point, I kind of have a dim recollection of 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 that storyline in '94, and that's why we do these retro reviews. I love doing these shows. Um, but and and I remember, I I do remember it giving a a good. Um, I do remember that being an entertaining storyline, but given the matches, no. <laughs> given the given the payoff for that, no. All right. Overall, what do you have? What do you give this pay per view? I I would give it a three star. Well, thirty five percent were generous. They gave it a four. Well, and I can understand that given some of the matches, like the uh, the um, Bret Hart match. Yeah, that yeah. was an absolute classic, and. Um, even even the ones that weren't classic, they were they were still well put together. Um, the only the only real miss for me was uh, the head shrinkers match and the um, the Undertaker match. All right, so that is our review of SummerSlam '94. So now we can get now Ben. The first thing I found for you. Uh, we can do this uh, thing that um, Survivor Series team generator, forming your own team. See what you get this time. Oh, cool. So let's see. Now we're going to do this five times. So you know the drill. Two seconds, then stop. Right. All right. Go. Stop. Well, let me uh, restart just because. Okay. Just let me know when you're ready. We're good. All right. Go. Stop. Oh, oh, your first, the first pick for your team. Tommaso Ciampa. Very, very good. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me very happy. Oh, very good. All right. Here we go again and go. Ooh. <laughs> the Miz. Oh, boo. <laughs> but given what's going on in storyline, that makes sense, but eh. All right. Okay. Here's your third pick and go. Stop. Oh, okay. Drew McIntyre. Okay, now we're now we're back in business. All right, so here we go with number four and go. Stop. Oh. Hmm. 
Your fourth pick member of your team is Seth Rollins. Uh-huh. Okay, I like the way, <laughs> I, I like the way this team is shaping up. All right, and here we go with your final pick. Go. Stop. Oh. Oh. Bro, your final pick. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Roman Reigns. So very good. So we got Tommaso Ciampa. Yay! The Miz. Boo! <laughs> uh, Drew, Drew McIntyre. Um, Seth Rollins. And Roman Reigns. Yes, sir. That, that, that's a damn good team right there. Oh, yeah. Right? Holy Jesus. That was better than the last one you had. Yes. Okay, so next one, I, next one, I found this uh, the other night. Which WWE superstar are you? I'm curious. All right, so you know the drill, and go. Stop. Oh shit! <laughs> what? What is it? Hulk Hogan. Oh, boo. <laughs> boo. I am a real American. Okay. Okay, this one I found yesterday. Which WB stable are you going to be a part of? Oh, God. Here we go and go. Stop. Oh. <laughs> ben? It's a new day. Yes, it is. Oh, God. I, I will not be gyrating with pancakes in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then the last one, because I, I have to put you in a match. I have to. So, I want to... So, let's, uh, yeah, let's put you in a match here. You know, okay. and go. Stop. No, wait, wait. Oh, I wasn't ready because, uh, okay. Oh, um. And go. Stop. Oh. Well, then. Oh, Lord. It's going to be Ben Pierce versus Chris Jericho. In a false count anywhere match in the boiler room. Very good. (laughs) What? I can deal with that. (laughs) That should be interesting. Maybe Maybe you can beat the wizard out of him. Yes, maybe I can throw a fireball in his face. The the purple suit wearing dumb motherfucker. Alright, so now I told you at the beginning of the show that I was, I had this greatest rivalry of all time tournament set up and that we were going to, I was going to do this on TikTok, but I'm sick of all the crap on there. So we're doing it right here on the show, the full tournament. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, so we're going to do the left brackets first. The first matchup is Austin and McMahon versus Hardy's, Dudley's, Edge, and Christian. 
Austin and McMahon, absolutely. I am going to agree with you there, and uh, so they will move on to the next round. All right. Then in the second match, we have Austin and Rock versus Sean Cena and Edge. Um, Austin Rock. I have Austin Rock as well. So they're going to move on. So it will be. So they move on to the next round. And of course, uh, the third match is the wild card. So, so far, the matches for the left side are done. Now we're going to move on to the right brackets. So on the right side, we have Undertaker Kane versus Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Undertaker and Kane. All right. The next match, we have Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and Hogan and Savage. I'm sorry, say that again. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels or Hogan and Savage. Oh, God. Oh, it's a hard one. Oh, my God. That is a tough one. Um, and you know what? If it was me, I grew up watching the whole Hogan Savage feud. I mean, uh, hmm. I, I mean, I. Oh, God. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm going to give myself a headache deliver, deliberating on this one. Holy. I mean, I mean Brett, and, Brett and Sean had that Iron Man match at uh, WrestleMania 12, though. Uh, oh, God. This hurts my heart, but I have to go with Brett and Sean. <laughs> All what right. Do you, what do you think? No, I have to agree because I mean they had that uh, that uh, match at WrestleMania twelve, the Iron Man. I mean, Hogan Savage, yeah, okay, but I mean, it was kind. Of, they kind of rushed that feud. I mean, they built it up for like a year, but they didn't really do anything leading up to their match at WrestleMania five. Cool. Well, that's that's good logic. Okay, so now we have the final four. However, we we have the no, yeah. Well, no, we don't have the final four just yet. We have the two matches on the other brackets, and they have to face off against the wild card. So first, we're gonna take care of the match: Austin McMahon or Austin and Rock. Austin McMahon. All right, so Austin McMahon goes moves on to face off against Hogan and Andre. Shit! <laughs> what? Oh my god. Oh, um, no. oh this, uh, hurts. this uh, hurts. Oh dear. Ah. Uh, oh my goodness gracious. Um, that might be the hardest question in the history of this podcast, y'all. Right? Or, uh, you know. I'm gonna, ha- but I'm gonna have to go with, uh, with uh, McMahon and um, Austin because at cer- at certain points, um, you know, much longer than um, Austin McMahon, you know, Hogan and Andre were allies. Yeah, I. Uh, so I'm gonna because of that. I'm and I'm not forgetting about WrestleMania 17. Um. 
but um, I'm I'm gonna have to go with uh, with McMahon and Austin. No, that's that, that's that's cool. Yeah, I would have picked that one as well because they they make Austin's hated McMahon from the beginning, where Andre and Hogan were friends at one point before WrestleMania three. Yeah. So all right, so Austin McMahon beats Hogan and Andre, and on the other side, we have Undertaker Kane versus Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Oh God, I'm gonna have to go with um with um I'm gonna have to go with Undertaker Kane. All right. And who are you going with? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do agree with them. Jacob Kane, why do you do that? Okay. And uh, here's your final. Here are the finals. Sorry, I don't, no, sorry. So, Undertaker Kane versus Cena and Punk. Undertaker Kane. Yeah, so that's why I was. I'm cool with that. So here are the here's the finals. It's Austin McMahon or Undertaker and Kane. Austin McMahon. All right. So Austin McMahon wins the greatest rivalry of all time tournament. I I think that's fair. I really do. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, the finals consisted of the two greatest rivalries of our generation. Yep. So that was a really cool tournament. I had that uh, for a while now. I just wanted to do the last bond standing, which was a waste of time. Yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll see what I'll see. Actually, you know what? Let me see if there's if I have another tournament in here. I mean, oh, you know what? I had a thought for another tournament next week. What's that? The best wrestling faction tournament. I have ten factions here in front of me. Okay, we can do that. This one's gonna be hard. <laughs> oh, geez. All right, so um, that is it for the tournament. There, we're gonna move on to the final segment, wrestling roulette. Very good. I'll be right back. I'm just gonna pull up the playlist here. All right, it's time for Wrestling Roulette. The way this works, I play 21 tracks. I play 10 clips, and my co-host has to guess which wrestler that theme belongs to. Ben, are you ready for your first one? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Not even a guess. Um, no. It sounds, that is, it sounds that is, familiar. That is Braun Breaker. Oh, boo. Okay. Okay, and before we continue, we should uh, go to commercial. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back, folks. All right, so that was the first one was Braun Breaker. So, 0-1. Here's number two. Are you ready? Yes, sir. The Miz. 
Miss. How do you know these? What? <laughs> what? Yeah. I agree. That is so one and one. Here we go. Number three. Rio Ripley, yes, two and one. I'm gonna redeem myself because I missed that last time and I damn near kicked myself. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura. All right, very good. You go over your next one. Is that the nation of domination? Nope. That is the union. Oh shit. Dame yeah. said that Dame said at the beginning. Union. Alright, so we're yeah. three three and two, right? Yeah. All right, back to number six. Here we go. I don't have a damn clue. That is Aaliyah. And these themes are terrible. I hate to say that, but but I mean this that theme is just fucking. How how is anybody supposed to pick that up? Right. The cat's the cat's meow. That's what it's called. Oh Jesus! All right, I, think, I think that should be rugby's theme music. <laughs> Ashes, Ashes, cat. All right, here we go. Track number seven. The radicals. Oh, oh shit! I'm sorry, Eddie. <laughs> All right, three, four. Here we go. I'm not doing very well here, but I don't know. That is Alba Fire. Okay, well, I don't watch NXT, so I... Until next week. <laughs> but, well, yeah, well, yeah. All right, three and five. Here we go, we're track number nine. What the fuck? I don't know. That is Hawkins and Ryder. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, three and six. Here we go. The Wyatt family? No, although that does sound white-ish, fam- white family-ish. 
Who was? Who was it? That is Joe Gacy. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want you know. I don't watch NXT, so there you go. <laughs> That is Mick Foley. No, it's not. Mankind, you bitch. Oh. <laughs> All right, four and six, right? Yeah. All right, see you track 11. Here we go. I don't know. That is really Moss. Well, who gives a shit? You don't even use it anymore. Alright. Um, Four and seven. Here we go. Try twelve. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Five and seven. No, it's not. It's Legend of WWE. No. <laughs> okay, five and seven. Here we go. Watch me. Watch me. That, um... Alexa Bliss. No. That is Liv Morgan. Ah. Okay, five and eight. Here we go. You know what? I don't know. I've, I'm thinking for... Theme, we should ban some themes to where if they show up in the rotation, it's minus one point. What do you think? Sure. What? Sure. You can do that. All right. You had five, right? Yeah. Okay. What, what, what is this one? I don't know. And this is one of the ones that I'm going to ban. I'm going to have to write these down. But this is King Corbin. Yeah, we'll we'll start banning next week. How about that? Yeah, we'll start banning next week. So if it, if it were this week, you would be at you would have minus one point, so you'd be at four instead of five and eight. Okay, very good. All right, so here we go. Yeah, uh, so five and nine, I guess this time. Yeah. William Regal, six and nine. Here we go. Uh, track sixteen. You ready? Mm-hmm. No, that's the NXT theme. We're not gonna do that. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna ban that one too. That's one of the banned ones. Okay. You know, we should go through this list and ban uh, some of them. Sure. All right.
somebody who has really digressed, Shanti Blackheart. Shanti Blackheart. All right, seven and nine. Yep. You know, track seven, track 14, sorry. No. Yeah, yeah, track 17. Here we go. All yep. right, partner. Keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. American Badass, The Undertaker. <laughs> the Undertaker. So, um, yeah, seven and nine. No. Eight, 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 nine. Eight, 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 nine. Yep. Seventeen. All right. Track eighteen. Here we go. Uh, shot in the dark. Steve Blackman. No. That is Tommy Dreamer. Uh, well, I don't know. All right, so eight and ten. Any any times Tommy Dreamer doesn't start with Alice and Chains, I'm not, I'm not right? going to say Tommy Dreamer. I know, right? Okay, yeah. eight, eight, ten, uh, ten. So eighteen. You know, track nineteen. You ready? Yep. Oh God, um, Chris Masters. Nope, that is the world's greatest tag team. Oh shit! Okay, that, that makes sense. Eight and eleven. Okay, track twenty. <laughs> okay, that might have been my favorite moment in the history of, of wrestling roulette. Ladies and gentlemen, there are some times where I really wish we were a visual podcast because then you could understand my mirth of Elliot mimicking the Mountie. The Mountie. <laughs> the Mountie. Oh my God. Okay. So 9 and, uh, nine and 11, right? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Uh, track 21. This is the last one, Ben. Yep. What the? I have no clue. That is the Acolytes. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that. Right, so uh, nine and uh, twelve. So that's twenty-one themes. So we can go into bonus mode if you want. Sure. Why not? All right. Let's take a look at what we have. What? That is Ron Simmons. What, what, what's going on? First, we had the acolytes, and right after we had Ron Simmons. <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. Okay, so 9 and 12, but it's okay because we're going to be back on Tuesday to do it all over again. Okay, very good. All right, so then we're we'll still being show to a close. Absolutely.
All right, fans, that is it. Episode 216 is in the books. For my co-host, Ben, I'm Elio, and this is PC Bigger Shorts Podcast. We'll be back on Tuesday with our predictions for WWE Extreme Rules. Yeah, it feels like we haven't done a pre-show for a pay-per-view in a long time, but that's right. because that's because we had so many um so many pay-per-views in um to kick off September that it's been an extended amount of time since we've had one. You know, and Ben, by the way, um, AEW time management, we made the decision that it will stay in the book and and it will go from pay-per-view to pay-per-view. So every pay-per-view, we're going to see how long it goes. If it's a long show, it just it stays in the book. Well, the, the, thing, the thing with that is, you know, I'm the one that put time management in the book. And, and my thing is, like, if, if it's, a, if it's we, like a... We agree with you. No, I, no, I, no, I, I know you do. Um, and I appreciate it, but like, if it was a good show and like it had reason to be that long, with like good stuff all the way throughout, yep. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But it's just like they put every single fucking thing that they could possibly put on it, you know. Yep. Like and like, let's say for the sake of argument, we'll just we'll just use um all out because it's the latest example. They had. Ladies and gentlemen, including the pre-show, they had fifteen fucking matches on that. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like uh, uh, we're uh, we're asking uh, Tony asked uh, Clay and I how long it uh, lasted because we're on a different time zone than his. We're like two hours ahead. Yeah, it went until eleven fifty-seven p.m. Yeah, and like for me. For me, it goes past 1 a.m. and I'm like, uh, you know, please help me. What do you mean 1 a.m.? You're on the same time zone as I am. Well, oh, well, I must have misunderstood, but. Yeah, no, um, well, like, say, what time is it right now? It is 9.58, so for Tony, it would be 7.58. Oh, okay. They, they are uh, two hours behind us. Oh, okay. And where is he from again? He's in New Mexico. Oh, very good. Yeah. All right, so that is it. Fans, um, we will talk to you on Tuesday night. Ben, say good night to the fans. Good night to the fans. Oh, and perfect timing. Charlie just made his entrance to join me in my farewell. Right. Good night, Charlie.